Hello, hello. You are listening to a brand new episode of Tide Pod. And today, y'all, we are joined by the phenomenal Kaya. Kaya works with businesses who want to streamline and systematize so they can scale. After developing an autoimmune disease from overworking, she knew there really must be a better way to scale with sanity. And y'all, once she cracked the code, she decided she wanted to share it with others so they can grow their own business and have the life style of their dreams. Y'all know me bringing any type of systems expert on this show is nothing new. We love our systems around here. And what I'm really, really excited about is for Kaya to bring this unique perspective of really thinking about your systems in line with your unique personality and work style. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, team dynamics consultant and trained industrial organizational psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to Tipod. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. Tipod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. So I could keep ranting forever and ever, but without further ado, Kaya, I would love if you could take a moment, introduce yourself, really let us know what led you to be here today and what your journey has looked like so far. Yeah, so thanks for having me. And as you started to say, you know, my journey has really been, I'm this, I'm really ambitious. I always want to do more. I always, you know, am looking like what can be next? How can we get better and better? And while it's a great thing and it's led me to great places, it's also been a detriment and it kind of led me to overworking and burning out. Um, and developing a few health conditions that really are not helping, you know, all of that ambition. And so I had to come to a point where I had to say, like, you know, this isn't working for me. And so I thought the answer was to get a part-time job. And so I worked a part-time job and I saw that that really wasn't helping either. Like, the stress, the frustration, the, you know, wanting always to do more and more and more and less time, it wasn't really working. And what I was able to figure out is the way to get places really, really fast and use that ambition to move forward, but also maintain my health, you know, and have a fulfilling personal life was creating systems, ways for things to happen in a repeatable way. And so also you can outsource um, and have other people do, you know, share, share the load, right? 
So that's kind of what led me here today. And, you know, I, I know so many business owners struggle with this. You know, they want to do more, they want to do more, and they worry about hiring because they say, nobody's going to do it the way I like it. Um, you know, and all the fears, or I can't find somebody good enough, all the things that come with that. And so they have all this stuff and they're all over the place and they have sticky notes and they're writing and they're using this software and they're testing that software and it's not really leading them anywhere. And being able to simplify, streamline and systematize that is really the way to get out of that and be able to grow fast, um, you know, move quickly and outsource effectively. Ah. Uh. Love it. And you know what? I was actually, you know how Clubhouse is the new thing, right? So I was in, of course. So I was in a Clubhouse the other day and we were talking about leading yourself, right? And you know, I'm always doing like leading teams and whatnot, but we were really digging into leading yourself. And a big, big piece of that conversation was via systems. Because I think the reality is everybody has to go through like that solopreneur phase. Mm -hmm. And most of us realize that that was like the missing piece, the key piece that was really, really, truly holding us back. Right. I find, yeah, it's just so common. Yeah. And so when I work a lot of times with solopreneurs, I'll tell them like, let's find a software that can become your boss. And we're able to create the systems out of the software first, you know, simplify and streamline first and then set up the software to match that. And so the software becomes their quote unquote boss in the best possible way where they can wake up every morning and you know that piece of software tells them what needs to be done, what's gonna get done tomorrow, um, you know, and really keeps them focused and in line. Oh, love that. I'm curious, cause you kind of mentioned like bringing the system into be your boss and help keep you in line. But I know that really what excited me about chatting with you was kind of your take on the whole personality element, right? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you myself, especially when I first kind of got into it and was learning how to lead my own self, I was like, I don't like systems. They're annoying. I always start them and I would tinker and I would never stick with anything, right? Like I was always jumping around. So I'm so curious to hear your perspective on how our personality and our own personal work styles are really starting to influence our use of systems and whatnot. Yeah, so I can take that in a lot of ways, but (laughs) I'll try and keep it simple for you guys. So what I think is that when it comes to, especially when you're solo, when you're working by yourself, um, some people, and this really extends beyond systems, people will choose a business model where they're launching. People will choose a business model where they're evergreen. You know, people will choose different, you know, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, um, you know, or just courses. There are many different business models. And in choosing those business models and the systems that support them, when you're able to understand yourself and understand your um, what you're really good at, you should even start from choosing your business model to match, you know, what's going to work well for you. You know, you got to start from there, even before we talk about systems. Um, and that's something I come across a lot. Like if someone is doing, you know, one-on-one um, high ticket implementation and they're hating that, It's not always because they're a bad person or they're a bad business owner or whatever, any of that stuff. It could just be like, they're more of an ideas person than an implementer. So before we even talk about systems for your personality, we have to kind of step back and 
say your business also has to fit, you know, your personality. And it's really something, you know, to think about um, in depth. But going back to systems, which is the topic here, I would say, first of all, people talk a lot about software, you know, like I did a post today on the difference between uh, ClickUp, Asana, Monday, and Trello, mm -hmm. right? All, all really um, popular project management tools. Now, obviously, there are pros, there are cons to all of them, and, and you should look into that. But a lot of times what ends up happening is that the right tool for a specific person is the one that just jives with them better, the one that they feel better using. Because if you're going to look to an expert and say, oh, you know, Trello's the best or Asana's the best or ClickUp's the best, it might be the best generally, but it's not the best for you. And if it's not the best for you and you're not actually going to use it and pull through, kind of like you were saying at the beginning, mm -hmm. um, then it's pointless. So choosing something that feels right to you is a lot more important than choosing the best one. Um, you know, and this comes up with like productivity and systems um, out of software where like, I personally, I love to write. And I process, yeah. I'm talking about like handwriting, like over typing. And I process things much better when I write. So there will be some times when I have to like figure something out for a client and I'm like writing things and it would technically be more productive or it would be better for me to be typing it. But because my, you know, personality, the way my brain works, writing is going to help me get there faster. Writing ends up being, you know, like right handwriting ends up being the better way for me, the better system for me to get there. And so thinking about those things as well, you know, like how are things working? How are you able to do things in the best, fastest way in a way that you're going to actually stick to without worrying so much about what's, you know, the best mm -hmm. way in a, you know, for a robot? Oh, yeah. I mean, so you can't see it right now, but literally approximately one foot away from me is my whiteboard. And what's funny is I always intended to like get one of those huge whiteboards that goes all the way across my wall. It just never did it. So I got one of the standing ones obsessed, actually. And right now, I like my process, my system has been I don't like to brainstorm on the laptop, like typing as I'm brainstorming, it doesn't get the juices flowing quite the right way. So I actually tend to really brainstorm out, you know, content, strategy, all types of things on the whiteboard. And then I'll honestly, it's kind of double work. I'm not going to lie, but then I'll actually go and transcribe what I've come up with into a Google doc. But for me, just like you were saying, writing certain things down is just much more conducive to my personality type and just the way I like to work. Yeah. So, you know, the more you can notice that, the more you can notice the ways you personally are able to do things faster rather than what would be the fastest in a perfect world, the mm -hmm. better you'll get at choosing the systems for your personality. Like there are many people who talk about email management and they'll say, don't let your email inbox be your to-do list. But for some people, their inbox is a great to-do list because right now, if you use Google Workspace, you can snooze tasks, you can send later. There is mm -hmm. so much you can do and you can even send emails to your project management software 
And so for some people that works really well because their email is their inbox that they go to every morning and people that they have to follow up with, you know, you can really just, you know, when you want to follow up with a prospect or someone, you can just click snooze and it reminds you. And that works for a lot of people. So just keeping in mind, like the ways that you work best is going to help you um, choose those systems that you are going to be the fastest at rather than what are fastest, you know, in a perfect world. Right. I'm curious from your perspective. So we kind of talked about um, like being able to use the inbox as your to-do list, right? And using those features, especially if you got Google, shout out to Google, or, you know, understanding that, you know, maybe you are more of that writing down pen to paper type of learner, right? I'm curious, are there other like little nuancey things that you've noticed kind of set your clients apart where you're just like, hmm, maybe we should dig a little deeper into like this one little quirk you've got because it's going to really impact what system works best for you. I'd love more examples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times it's just like, I feel that a lot of people, they're looking to experts, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So they'll do research and they'll say, what's the best way to set up Dubsado? You know, I know you use Dubsado. You know, what's what's the best way to set up HoneyBook? What's the best way to set up ClickUp? And they get so deep looking. I just got off a consultation where I actually recommended a specific client to set up his ClickUp in a way that I generally don't recommend and generally isn't recommended, but based on what he needed and the way um, he wanted to look at things, like he was like, oh, this list is just too long. And it's like Mm -hmm. the recommended way to do things. Um, it really just worked better for him to do it the not recommended way. And so I think what's the most important, you asked for specific, this is the most important non-specific thing, Okay, is, is to stop worrying about the experts, learn from the experts and the best practices, and then take confidence from yourself in what you know about yourself and use a combination of both of those to inform your decisions about your workflows, about the way you're going to set up your systems, you know, so kind of having a balance there, too many people skew mm-hmm. one way or the other. Um, and then they end up in a, you know, in a situation where their systems aren't really working for them. Absolutely. I mean, And I feel like everybody's kind of been through this, especially, you know, in this community, we buy a lot of courses, we do a lot of things, join the masterminds, and we're not bombarded. They are a gift. It's a good thing. But we get all sorts of templates and spreadsheets and all the things. And I actually personally can't think of one that I have not customized And not because the way that the expert, like you said, set it up wasn't good. It was just like when I looked at it, I was like, my brain doesn't like to look at this in this way. I need to know this piece first and then this piece and then this piece. Because when I think about this project, logically, that's kind of the flow that my thoughts go in. Whereas I guess when they were looking at the project, you know, those two pieces were switched. Right. And I think like what you're saying is you're really just giving us permission to be like, uh, actually, I don't really care what y'all said. This needs to work for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Because some people, you know, really, I see some people skew one way, other people skew the other way. Mm-hmm. And not many people find that happy medium of like listening to the experts, you know, not just relying on, you know, yourself to just set something up, set up a system, a workflow, 
But then also, you know, while you're listening to the experts doing, you know, what feels right to you. Today's episode is brought to you by Dubsado. Let me let you in on the world's best little secret. Dubsado is one of those systems that has literally reshaped and revamped the way I do business on a daily basis. It is one of my top three to die for systems that help things run smoothly on the back end. My team uses Dubsado daily for client management. It keeps us organized, on track, and serving our clients at the highest level possible. I am not lying when I say about 70% of what my team has been able to automate with a system, y'all know I teach about that all the time, is automated in Dubsado. Yes, client onboarding, I mean, come on. Now you know. I'm not going to talk so highly about this and leave you hanging. I have got a partnership with Dubsado that's going to save you 20% on your first year. You can simply go to the website and use code TIANA20, that's tianna two zero to save 20% on your first year of Dubsado. Let me tell you personally, it is worth the investment. It literally changes everything. Beautiful. So I want to pivot just a smidgen, just a smidgen. Yeah. I'm I'm super curious because I feel like pivot is the word of the year, right? <laughs> the year of the pivot, let me tell you. But yeah. I I feel like I probably used to be this person based on the comment I made earlier, but I'm not anymore. I'm reformed. I love systems now. But there are people out there who are just like, I don't like systems. You know, I am the visionary creative genius. Do not try to put me in this little box, right? And I'm so curious, especially if they, I'm, I'm complicating this question, I'm sorry, but stick with me. Solopreneur is one thing, especially if you're like that visionary, super creative, don't put me in a box type. If you have a team, a lot of times I've noticed we bring on like that very task oriented team member to help us keep track of our systems and utilize them. But I'm curious, like for that person who just does not want to exist within a world where they have to check ClickUp every day, where they have to check Dubsado every day, what, how are you helping them work through that? So in my eyes, there are three options for a person like that, right? Who okay. systems. Option number one is to say, screw systems and don't use any systems. What's going to happen when you do that is your profitability is definitely going to decrease. Um, You know, your productivity will decrease, all of that type of thing. Um, But it's a choice. And I want people to know that it's a choice. When you choose to, you know, run your own business, that's a choice you can make as long as you're making it with the um, information of, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of the consequences of your choices. So that's the first thing. And I know some people who literally hate systems and they even hire people to help them set it up. And in the end of the day, they just hate it so much that they choose to be a lot less profitable. Um, You know, so I would say that's choice number one. Choice number two would be to hire somebody to be your operations person, right? That person is going to make sure everything's running. You can do the visionary stuff and they kind of implement it, right? So Mm -hmm. vision and implementation, you know, that's kind of the second, um, the second choice. The third choice is kind of like, I know I hear this about sales a lot. So I'm just going to bring it up because it might make it more relevant. Like there'll be a lot of business owners who say, I hate selling, you know, solopreneurs who say, I hate selling, right? And what do you tell them? You don't really have business if you don't sell, you know? 
Um, and so it's just one of those things that you got to figure out. And so the third choice is like, if you don't have the money to invest in hiring somebody for operations a little bit before you're ready, um, it's kind of to suck it up and go learn, you know, and go do it until you can hire somebody to do it. Because obviously you don't really want to be stuck in a business where you're doing a lot of the things you don't want to. Um, and so your goal should be to become profitable enough that you can then hire somebody to run the operations aspect for you. So I would say those are really your three choices. Like, you know, choose not to have systems and become less profitable, hire somebody else to do it for you, or, you know, you suck it up and do it until you can hire somebody to do it for you. Oh yeah. I'll tell you like, and I, I always like, like to give personal examples cause I just know it helps people. But I, I remember when I got ClickUp and I do remember I distinctly something about it felt better to me than Asana. Couldn't really put my finger on it, but I was like, I do like this better than Asana, which is the one I had dabbled with before. Um, and I remember I was the suck it up person where I was just like, Tiana, you know better. And you know that as you start building out this team, it is going to help you immensely if you have different things already put into the system, if you start getting used to assigning tasks and all the things, right? And so I kind of just forced myself to do it and I didn't like it. And I'm not going to lie, I wasn't like super consistent with it. Um, but forcing myself to do it, I think it really set me up one to be comfortable within the dang on system by the time I did bring team members on and two, just to, yeah, learn how to be held accountable a bit more to getting used to opening it up on a daily basis and all of those things, you know what I mean? But, and I'll, again, totally transparent here. Now that I do have my team, which we're gonna expand more in 2021, 2022, but now that I do have my team, they, you know, we assign them tasks within ClickUp nine times out of 10. I'm not going to lie. My to-do list is on my whiteboard. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. how I prefer to manage my to-do list. But learning the system and getting really comfortable in it helped me immensely because I can't have my team members to-do lists on my whiteboard. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's the freedom you have of, you know, saying we have the system and I have my whiteboard and if anything's missing on my whiteboard, my team will know about it. You know, like they're keeping, they're keeping all that stuff under control. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so that's definitely a hybrid approach. Love it. I'm curious, like, what do you wish more people would talk about in regards to systems? Is there anything that we haven't covered that you just, or you're like, I'm bursting to share this and we need to talk about it, Tiana? Yeah, two things actually. Ooh, Not just give them one. to me. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> Not just one. So the first thing I would say is that I find that a lot of people hire for something they can automate. And if they would take time to figure out what they can automate instead of hiring for it. Because a lot of times what happens is you're a solopreneur, you're growing, you a little bit profitable. So you hire a VA who's a more low level position and things start falling through the cracks and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And a lot of times what people hire that VA for can be automated. So it's more important to invest in setting up the systems and simplifying as much as you can before you hire, because hiring for something can be automated is not very profitable, um, mm -hmm. you know, as you can understand. 
Um, so that's definitely something that I talk to people about all the time. I talk to people literally every day, like Facebook groups, you know, do you, do you have a Facebook group? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you use group leads or any of those softwares that automatically, like I use, I use group leads and it automatically puts the people who enter my group into a spreadsheet with the questions they answered. It sends their email to my email marketing platform. It sends them the welcome email. It can tag them in an announcement post. It can send them an automated message. It can do all the stuff. And there are so many people who hire for something like that. So many. Oh my gosh. I no, I've met a gazillion VAs who, you know, I'd be talking to the VAs. I like to know the T, but I've met so many where that is a core component of their job. Yeah. So I would say definitely to invest a little bit of time and possibly money in systematizing a little bit so that you at least know what can be automated and you don't um, spend money hiring for what can be automated. So you are, are preaching. You are speaking my whole language. You're so and right. I'm That's like pro- the biggest issue I see all the time. And I want to be really, really clear here. I am pro hiring. I am <laughs> pro having a team. I don't believe anybody should be doing everything, you know? Yeah. And so sometimes when I talk about that, people are like, well, you know, and I believe in hiring a hundred percent, just not for things that can be automated. Um, yes. And let me, let me chime in from the team perspective, y'all. It's not fun to do jobs that a computer can do with an algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's literally a system out there that can run 90% of your client onboarding process, that's not a fun job for a human being to have. You know what I'm saying? So I always just take it back to like the human perspective is, do I want to be doing something that's so redundant that a computer literally knows how to do this? Do I want to put someone through that? Or do I want to tap into their amazing zone of genius in a more involved and quite frankly, like potentially lucrative way for my company? Uh, I'm going to go with the second one. Yeah. Man, you're preaching to the choir. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I would say like, that's a really big thing for me. And the second thing that I want to bring up is that when you talk about systems, especially to people newer, they have in their head that they need an engineer to create their systems. Like they think a system is like this big thing and they need to pay an engineer $80,000 a year to like create their systems. And so what I want everybody to know is that the simplest form of a system is a checklist, a simple checklist. What do you do? What do you needs to do when you onboard every new client? What needs to happen um, to deliver your service? How do you offboard? What a checklist of your marketing activities, a checklist of your sales activities. A checklist is the simplest form that every single one of you can get started with without an engineer. You'll never need an engineer. But just to keep in mind that you can get started today on your own. You don't need help. It's in you. You can do it. And just start with checklists, create as many checklists as you can. And then as you're growing and developing and you do hire somebody to set up systems or processes and workflows and software for you, those checklists are going to put you immensely ahead um, and it will be a lot less headache for you down the road. And it will help you again, you know, productivity, profitability, all those things. When you have a list of what happens to happen when you get a new client and you don't have to waste all your mental energy trying to remember like, oh, did I Mm -hmm. do that step yet? Or did I send that client email? Did they send me the questionnaire yet? 
um, you know, oh, did we just drop that client, you know? Yeah. And, and when you're able to um, just have a simple checklist for that, you don't have to waste your mental energy. You end up being more productive. You end up being more profitable, you know, based on productivity, but also because your clients are happier, you're not dropping them. You're doing things on a predictable schedule and, you know, you're, the clients like you more. So I would say start with a checklist, you know, for those people who think like, this is like a big project that they need an, you know, an engineer for. That's such a fantastic point. I'm sitting here thinking, and I remember just like a few months ago, I was rolling out a new like subset of my team strategy sessions. And my husband was like, make sure you write down every step of what you're doing. And I was like, first of all, you're not a systems person, but you write. You are so right, babe. And literally like just having a Google doc or a piece of paper off to the side as I was going through the process and writing down everything that I was doing, now, you know, fast forward, I actually do have a workflow and, a, you know, an online checklist and things to follow for that new offer to actually like create the deliverables and all the things that honestly, you're right. Like starting with the checklist, easiest place to start. Yeah. And everybody can make a checklist. Everybody you know, like, can. <laughs> everybody can make a checklist. I'm not talking here software, nothing technical, nothing. Yeah. You know, start with the checklist. Those are like, you know, 60% of the way. Oh, yes. So good. Okay, ma'am. I am curious. Is there anything else that I did not ask you that you're like, I wish this woman would have asked me? Well, we covered the, you know, don't hire before you automate. We covered the checklist. Those are like the biggest things that I really want people to know. I think those are like the biggest misconceptions people have. Mm -hmm. about when, you know, about systems. And I would just say, you know, get started now, start your checklist, um, check to make sure there's no software that can automate anything, you know, before you move on to the next level. And yeah, those are, those are two really big things I talk about a lot. Beautiful. So, so good, ma'am. Please tell everybody where they can connect with you, how they can get in contact because they need to know more of all the goodness that you're putting out in this world right now. Yeah. So my main base is LinkedIn. Um, Mm -hmm. You can just search my name, Kaya Gutnick, um, and find me there. I post often. Um, You can DM me there. You can just write Tiana if you want to DM me on LinkedIn and I'll know where you came from. Um, But yeah, LinkedIn's LinkedIn's my my home base. Beautiful. Find me there. And you know, I'm not going to lie, I'm getting more into LinkedIn. So I'm going to be seeing you around the block when I'm on there more often. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people have some beef with LinkedIn, but once you get into it, it's a really nice platform. Yes, ma'am. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know that everybody's going to find this episode just as valuable as I did. You helped me think some things out and I'm like, "Mm, we like this whiteboard. I actually am sitting here staring at my iPad pen because I'm like, I wonder what technology is out there to where I can write and it'll turn it into that Google doc for me. So that's that next step. What is it? You know it. What is it? Of course I know it. Ma'am, tell me. So you have two options, a lower end option, which is called Rocketbook. Okay. Um, that's about $37. It's like a notebook with like paper-like pages mm-hmm. and you can write in it with specific types of pens and then scan it and it can turn your handwriting into um, typed text. Okay. Your next level is called a Remarkable, which is a lot more expensive. It's like 400 at the lowest end. Okay. 
Um, and that's like an actual tablet, but they make it like paper white to look like a paper. Um, a lot of high-end options, but also will that, so that will via the cloud transfer your handwriting into type text. Of course, the, while I love it, I really, really do because I'm a handwriter. Mm-hmm. The downside of it is that you have to write neat or else it can't pick it up. So uh, as fun, it, I hate to burst your bubble because I love the idea too, but practically when you're like brain dumping, you don't want to mm-hmm. be worried about writing. Certainly I don't. My handwriting yeah. is not messy. My handwriting is not neat when I'm brain dumping. So as fun as it sounds and a lot be of aware. people do love it, it's not always as good as it sounds. Mm, good to know. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all, Absolutely. we just got like the last minute hot tip of the day. So appreciate it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, being on with us. Genuinely fan fantastic. We so appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm.